Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 273, and welcome back to my front porch. Uh, hope you are doing great. Hope you're having a great day or great night, uh, whatever time of day it is. Hope you're doing really, really good. It's so fun, like... I get, you know, people tell me all the time, like, oh, I listen to you on my walk or on my run or you like, I go around the block and it's like the perfect time or I'm on my way to class or I'm on my way to school and uh, it's it's like the perfect little thing on, on my drive. So I love that. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate all those kind words uh, that people give to me. I really, really do appreciate that. Um, this has been a very funky week, uh, a busy week. I take... I, I typically, Patty and I typically don't have a lot going on at night. Uh, we like to try to keep the week kind of clear. But this week has just been jamming. Uh, we had a really, really cool uh, night on Tuesday. Uh, we did it. Phoenix One did a. We did a, a a night with pastors. So I got some local pastors, large churches, medium-sized churches, small churches, and had them all together. And we just did a dinner, and we did some really, really cool, creative things to get them to interact and open up and talk. And it was a really special night, you know. Um, sometimes, and so I, I tell you all of that to go like this. Like sometimes we're. Wondering why God transitions us. Like, I, I think there was a lot of like, man, going to California the first time almost six years ago, I just felt like this is it. Like, this is, we're going to be here forever. Our family's going to be there forever. Really felt that deeply. And uh, the transition here to Phoenix was, it was hard, you know, and it was like, what's going on? You, God, what are you doing? And I think I had these little moments. I call them little Ebenezer moments. They're these moments that, they're like little monuments. Then you just put them in the ground and, and they're the reminder like God is faithful and he's reminding us like, look, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is where you're supposed to be going. And, and it was just so encouraging. It was so encouraging to see uh, these senior leaders who have been through so much um, just open up and talk. And they were just from different churches and but serving the same Jesus and, and, and struggling through things. And it was really, really beautiful. And I was just really thankful just very thankful and just thanking god like wow you've allowed me to be a part of this and i'm so so grateful so it's just been a really busy week um but not a bad week and so that's why you're getting a podcast on thursday so i'll do one thursday friday and saturday this week um to kind of make up for the ones i didn't get in this week but so i appreciate all of you who uh i know a lot of you are very consistent listeners so thank you for your patience um and thank you for continuing to listen um and then uh, i just i'm grateful for all of you who continue to give to the podcast thank you and if you're interested in doing that you can do it a few different ways um you can always Venmo, but you can also do it through uh patreon so it's just patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n uh, dot com forward slash front porch confessional and on there there's a couple different options and so if you'd like to do that i always appreciate that thank you thank you thank you okay our passage that we're digging in today first john four ten, it says this in this is love not that we have loved god but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins i'll read it again in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for 
our sins. Um, my cousin, I remember this one. I, I had this like very vivid memory of kind of the 4th of July. We used to go up to, so I, I was born in Michigan, but we grew up in Ohio. And we used to go to my relative's house a couple times a year. One of the times that we would go was always in the summer, and it was always around the 4th. Mainly because they had like the most killer fireworks show like it was ridiculous like over the lake and then there were times my uncle had a boat and he would take us out and we'd watch the fireworks fire over the lake it was pretty epic but um i remember i think it was one fourth of july that the family was really weird and um they lived uh they were all up in the upper peninsula i'm not sure if i said that but yeah they were all up there and everyone was kind of weird my cousin wasn't there and i remember a lot of commotion well i think on the drive back we found out that he got um diagnosed with diabetes and it was a pretty severe form of diabetes and then it started to progress pretty fast and it got to a point where like his liver or his uh, kidneys aren't doing good and so i remember as a kid my uncle making a decision to give one of his kidneys up And the thought of that captivated me, you know, and he just so gladly gave it and no problem at all. Perfect match. Come on in. Let's do this. And he loved his son so much that he gave a part of himself. His son would not have made it without that sacrifice. And I just find that one so sacrificial and but so unbelievably loving and kind. And this passage is so so beautiful it's so beautiful and my my struggle with so many of these passages is that we know them but they haven't like seeded into our hearts and soul they haven't really made a dramatic impact in our lives and we tend to only have a very small vision of them and i want to i just like these are the passages for me that are awakening my heart and my soul they're like waking me up and going like whoa i'm not sure I have really wrestled through or come to grips with the full truth of what this is trying to communicate. Um, I have this very westernized way in which I translate the scriptures, I translate God's love, God's mercy, God's grace, and these passages are trying to kind of reform and reframe these realities, God realities for me. And, and so I I go like, look, as we get to this passage, let's just, let's just start here. Like you have to start here. The passage just goes, let's start here. We need to deal with this. And what we need to deal with is this, is that we, John says, we did not love God. We did not love God. We have this, you know, I think for so many of us, and I know this is true of me. I mean, I I feel like in this aspect, I'm like the chief of all sinners. But like we have this very much like if you build it, they will come kind of theology. We love being in charge. We love being in control of our own destiny. We love climbing a utilitarian ladder. Like just do this and then do this and then do this. And then you've arrived. You've arrived. And we, we love this. But this is not what this passage is talking about. This is actually dealing with what is real, right? And, and Paul's trying to help us wake us up and John's trying to wake us up and Paul's trying to wake us up in Romans and Paul's, is, Paul's going like this. Look, let me make it plain and simple. There is none righteous. No, not one. None is righteous. There's none righteous. No, not one. And then he continues on in, in chapter five to go, if you're confused, let me just elaborate. We are enemies of God. Enemies of God. 
Well, oh, I don't like that. Let's not talk like that, right? No, let's just have the good feels. No, no, we got to deal with this stuff. We actually have to deal with this, right? Because they're pulling from Old Testament authors too, right? Like, like Isaiah's like, look, all of your good deeds are as filthy rags before a holy God. I don't like that. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a good person. I do good deeds. Here is what all of that means, right? Here is what the, the, the canon of Scripture is trying to help us understand this. We are in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. We can't earn His grace. We're enemies of God. We can't change His mind. He's holy, holy, holy. He's set apart. And John is trying to wake us up, and he's telling us we need to get honest with our love. And if we're, if we're honest about our love, we're like, we've got a serious problem that we need to talk about. And we, we tend to be, if we're honest, and I would hope, I just hope that you'll be honest about your love, but we tend to be pretty selfish with our love. When you really sit back and analyze your week and the way you love, we tend to be pretty selfish with our love, if that's even what we can call it. Like we... We say, like to say, like we say, we love our loved ones. We say our love, our wives, or our, our 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 husbands, or our friends. Or like we we say that we love them, but somehow we are constantly disappointed by how they reciprocate that love. Right? We're like, I did the dishes, though. Did you see that? I did the dishes. Give me some love, right? Like hook a brother up, and it's like, no, you're you're proving the point. We're proving the very point. We're not, it's not love. But what is love? True love is Christ's love. And what does Christ's love do? Sacrifices. It sacrifices freely. And that's how John transitions us. I I love John, by the way. I love John. I love how he writes. It's like he's just a soul writer. He's just trying to go, come on, let's deal with this. Like, deal with this. It's so important. You got to deal with this. I find Paul at times pretty, like, confrontational. Like, he's just like, Paul's so brilliant. He's, he's unpacking all this deep theology, and he's just like line after line, just expository type of teaching to us, right? Just getting after it. John, to me, he just he digs in a bit deeper, and he's trying to get that thing under the thing and us deal with that, right? And Paul tends to be, it seems to me, Paul's like logically. Every once in a while, Paul breaks out in these songs like, who can understand the mind of God? Who can comprehend his ways? And I'm like, yay, there you are. Like John tends to write like that. He t- tends to write in that kind of way. And he's transitioning us here. And he's going like this. Listen, let's just be honest about this. We didn't love him. We didn't. But guess what? He loved us. And honestly, that's all we need to know. It really is all we need to know. You know, because how weird would it be if all of a sudden we found out that God said, listen, uh, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you will receive all my love. Uh, If you give me more money, then you will receive all my love. If you go to church more often or or read my Bible more often, you will receive my love like that would that would 
That would be weird, right? Like it would feel like we could manipulate him. Like, ah, look at this. You see what a good person I am? See how much I'm doing stuff? See? Guess what? God's really loving me super good today because I did a bunch of good stuff. Like I don't I don't want to worship a God like that. I don't want to worship. That's that's like it's like a mafia boss, right? No, I don't want that. Like God's not a shyster. But this unfortunately is how most of us think about our relationship with God. And I believe it's why so many of us, um, we struggle with this deep sense of his sacrificial love. We really, really struggle with it. And what John is trying to say is, no, 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 no. This agape love is who he is. It is his very nature. It's his very nature. And his very nature loves. His very nature loves without boundaries. And, and to prove the full extent of his love, what did he do? He sent his son Jesus. He sent his son Jesus. This is so beautiful. Jesus and, and, and this 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 part like this part is so amazing. It's so beautiful that Jesus uh, that God sent his son and what I find so interesting about that is that that Jesus was not the propitiator. Right? He wasn't he wasn't the one that delegated out the suffering and the sacrifice. Nope. He became that sacrifice. God did it, not us. We did nothing. God came to us, Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us, and he did that sacrifice. We did nothing, absolutely nothing. Remember, we are enemies of God, separated from him because of our sin. And he, what is he? He is the propitiation. He's the propitiation. And we need him to be that because we are so sinful. He is loving and we are not. But we get to receive this free gift that he gives to us. Not because of anything that we have done, Paul says. It's a free gift. Jesus stands in that place between the Father's wrath. And he says, I'll take that. I'll take that on. I'll take the full weight of that on. And if you remember what we in, in another passage, it said that so that we can become the righteousness of God. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. He did that. He laid down his life. He loves. And we need to receive that selfless love. Hear me very clearly. God is not trying to get anything from you. He's just a gift giver and he loves doing it. He loves giving you grace and mercy that are new every morning. And he loves to love you. Receive his love. Stop trying to earn it because true power, true power is found in propitiation. True power is found in propitiation. So the question is this, are you still trying to earn God's love? I struggle with this question all the time, and I think it's so important. We need to deal with that. God, we love you. Thank you for first loving us. Thank you for sending your son to be the propitiation for our sins, laying down his life for us. We glorify you and we thank you and we love you. So take a breath 
reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.